So hello there and welcome to my table Firestarter Ignite, a table on the go for your delight and encouragement, filled with various delights for your soul. If you are new to this, welcome. I'm so glad that you are here. Tune in, listen, apply. Thank you for taking time out of your day to spend here with me. I know you got places to go. I know you got things to discover. I know you got people to see, but here you are. And if you are returning, so glad to have you. For those of you that have not visited my website, I highly encourage you to do so. Firestarterignite.com Head on over there and I'll see you on the other side. Hey, we're going to continue Colossians 4. Now remember, Colossians' letter is broken down into chapters. And so what we are reading today are chapters, but it's actually a whole letter, the entire letter, that's written by Paul, a prisoner for the gospel of Christ, for the body of Christ, for the people in the church of Colossae and even believers today. Now, in the previous chapter, Paul exhorted believers, which means he encouraged believers, and he also not only encouraged us, but he also confronted some of the issues that were going on in the church about worldliness and some of the attitudes that were going on. And he desired that we as believers would learn and apply that scripture to our daily affairs. He continues his letter instructing in the way of the Lord. So as we, as we go into Colossians 4, it's actually going to be a continuous letter of Paul instructing the church in the ways of the Lord. He starts with this. Masters, he's talking to the masters, those that are in charge of. Masters, Provide your slaves with what is right and fair because you know that you also have a master in heaven. And so what he is saying is that you are to treat your slaves with respect because God is watching you. Treat others the way that you want to be treated. The golden rule. He's saying because you know that you have a master in heaven and this master is watching over everything that you do. Further instructions that Paul is given, verse 2, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and, th and thankful. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. He said, make this effort to pray at all times, being watchful and thankful. I find myself when I pray that I am more thankful. I know in the past I would ask, give me, give me, give me. But then as I progress in my, in my walk with Christ, I found to be more thankful, to be more grateful. And I would begin to thank him even for the things I didn't have. And eventually it was as if God was giving it to me as I was praying for them. In the beginning, it wasn't easy because I wasn't accustomed to it. I wasn't, it wasn't something that I, that I was comfortable doing because I've always come to him asking, asking, asking. This is how I was taught to pray. 
until I realized that not only should I ask, but should I should also be thankful for what God has already given me in my hand and what he's going to give me in the future and what I, uh, what I have presently have in my hand. As I begin to thank God through prayer, that's communication with the Father, and being watchful, I begin to see the results. I begin to see God move in my direction. He goes on to say, and pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Now remember, now remember that Paul was in chains for the gospel of Christ. He was in that uncomfortable position. He was in that uncomfortable place. Yet, you can hear him continuously encouraging the body of Christ, even in his pain. Even through his struggles, even through the circumstance that he was facing, he always found himself to be joyful. He says, pray not only for yourself, not only devote yourself to prayer, but also pray for me or for us, meaning everyone else that is a gospel preacher that is out there imprisoned for the gospel, right? He says, pray for us too, that I may proclaim it clearly as I should, because preachers of the gospel need boldness. Preachers of the gospel need courage. Preachers of the gospel need encouragement. He says, be wise in the way you act towards others or outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Now here, he wants us to use the sermon. He wants us to be watchful and use discernment. He says, be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. God has given you the Holy Spirit to perceive things. Have you ever found yourself to discern a certain spirit in somebody, discern a certain situation? It doesn't mean that you need to come to them and say, God showed me this and that. No, God wants you to pray about that person, and he wants you to learn from what it is that he's showing you. He doesn't want you to just immediately share it. We have to be wise in how we share it. Perhaps we'll invite this person uh, to have fellowship. Perhaps we will invite that person to have some tea or maybe go to the mall with them or something. And then in the middle of conversation, we will ask, hey, how are you doing? How's everything? And as they begin to open up, as they begin to... Uh, kind of share their details with you. This is your opportunity. Be wise. It says be wise. This is your opportunity because of what God has shown you. Now you can use that discernment for the benefit of the kingdom to let them know that God is in charge and God sees. But you are never to just walk up to a stranger and tell them a word from the Lord. Unless he really instructs you to do it, don't do it because there could be consequences. This is what he's saying. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. This is where wisdom comes in. This is where wisdom comes in. Whenever you have an opportunity to speak, whenever you have an opportunity to talk to somebody, 
always be led by the Holy Spirit. What is it that he's showing you? What is it that he's telling you? What it is that he wants you to do? Don't move without him. If you feel like you want to say something, please consult with the Holy Spirit first. Make sure you're not going without him. You're not moving forward without him. This is what Paul is saying. This is not what I'm saying. I'm, I may be speaking from my own journey at times, but this is what Paul is saying. Final greetings. And this is a kind of a shorter chapter, the last chapter of the um, book of Colossians. But it is such a chapter that Paul wants to make sure that we are aware. And he's saying, I'm, I'm probably going to mispronounce this name. Pietus will tell you all the news about me. He is a dear brother, a faithful minister, and fellow servant in the Lord. He's talking about another co-laborer, somebody that is a faithful minister of the gospel. I am sending him to you for the express purpose that you may know about our circumstances and that he may encourage your heart. He was an encourager. We are to be encouragers. He is coming and, and this is verse 9. If you have your Bible open, go to Colossians chapter 4, verse 9. He is coming with, I don't want to mispronounce this name once again. I apologize if I do. One Simon, our faithful and dear brother, who is one of you. They will tell you everything that is happening here. So he's giving like final instructions to the church doesn't mean that we have to take everything into account because he is speaking to the church of that age or in, in that historical time. We are to take the scripture and correctly divide everything that we read. Oh, if this means this, that, that means it applies to me. It may apply to you or it may not apply to you. You have to be very careful. My fellow prisoner, Aristarchus, sends you this Send you his greeting as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. Jesus, who is called, well, Barnabas Jesus, who is called Justice, also sends greetings. These are the only Jews among my co-workers for the kingdom of God, and they have proved a comfort to me. So perhaps they are in prison with him. And so he sends a greeting from them. He says, I'm, talk I'm talking to them, and you know, I'm having this fellowship communion with them and so they are also sending you these greetings our co faithful co-laborers co-workers in the kingdom Epaphras who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus sends greetings he is always wrestling in prayer for you that you may stand firm in all the will of God mature and fully assured I vouch for him that he is working hard for you and those at Laodicea and Hierapolis. Our dear friend Luke, the doctor, and Demas send greetings. Now, this is just a, uh, a conclusion of the letter where Paul is just simply saying, hey, these people are saying hello, and they're praying for you, and, and uh, please be encouraged. We are good here. We're were um, threatened here. And so he's just kind of letting, letting the church know um, what's going on. 
Give my greetings to the brothers and sisters at Laodicea and Nympha and the church in her house. So this is possibly another co-laborer that has a church, um, operates a church from her own home. After this letter has been read to you, see that it is also read in the church of the Laodiceans and that you in turn read the letter from Laodicea. Now, he is giving some instructions to the church. It doesn't mean that it's applicable to us. He's speaking to the church. So now we need to correctly divide the scripture in historical context. Tell Archippus, see to it that you complete the ministry you have received in the Lord. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. And this concludes our chapter. Chapter 4, I hope all the chapters have been a blessing to you because here is Paul sharing his heart and he's giving the instructions to the body of Christ and he's saying, hey, listen, I know you're going through situations, but I'm here to give you clarity. I'm here to give you an understanding of what it is that you're going through. Kind of like, you know, we had a conversation um, the other day, Natalie. This what if you're going through this situation or that situation? And, and perhaps that's how they wrote to Paul. Paul, we're, we're, we're facing in, with this and this situation. How should we deal with it? And so Paul kind of gives them the, his understanding from the Bible. He gives them a biblical understanding. And so we ought to also fellowship with one another, talk to one another, encourage one another, sharpen one another in Christ so that we can all become better co-laborers in Christ. We, we can become who God called us to be and go on to reach other people in the 